Hey everybody! Hi! We are back. A week a day early. It's Tuesday recording this still. Because we, uh, we're heading to good old Chocolate Town, USA tomorrow. We're going to ride some rides. Oh no. Some cows. I'm sorry, but you've got the wrong idea. <laughs> Unless you're staying for a few days afterwards. What? Everyone's been saying that we're going to Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, normally we go up, you know, a day early and set, and then the night, you know, we we all go out to dinner on the company. Ooh. Some of the guys where going. Where are we going this year? Some of the guys go to Hershey World, Chocolate World, or the fuck it is. I've never been through it. Uh, but fr- if you can go there and buy the same candy you can buy at Walmart at the uh, marked up price. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I don't know what's so goddamn special about it. Uh, it's the happiest place on earth. Or one of those places. The most diabetic place on earth? Uh, you would think that would be somewhere down south. <laughs> it's true. No offense. <laughs> Sweet tea Alabama or something. Uh, well, we uh, we uh, we have a hockey game to do. We, we're deciding. And you can blame Dwayne, not me, on this. Uh, I'm, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm looking forward to it. I said yes, but Dwayne, Dwayne, it was Dwayne's idea. The Trojan horse hockey game to get into Giant Center by God a few hours earlier and set up than we would the next morning for basketball. But yeah, we uh, we'll have no downtime. So yeah, but there'll be plenty of Jersey Mike's, uh, Chick Fil A, Papa Ooh. John's, Moe's Southwest Grill. There'll be a lot of good trash food. To get us, to get us by, kill the theme there. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's why. So we'll be in Hershey tomorrow doing hockey, and it's not like once the hockey's over we can go and um, uh, just race home and do the show because we'll be going back to a hotel, and we could pack all this gear up and do it in person, but uh, it's not the same. I mean, it's got it's got cozy now. We'd yeah we'd miss we'd miss out and standing in the parking lot and drinking. Yes, what else? What everyone looks forward America. to. It literally is. It it basically looks like a King, a King of the, of the Hill. Hill reunion. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just yep. a bunch of guys. Yep. 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 Not really saying anything more worthwhile than yep anyway. Yep. Yep. Nothing of substance. Nothing of uh, substance. There's the occasional duck that kind of waddles I haven't by seen the ducks in, catch. in years the the ducks have not oh really oh yeah. oh yeah you it's been a while since you've been this you've been yeah, you've been yeah, there it's... since you and I had to drive down in 2019 was that well yeah that was and then before that it was a couple of years cuz and we had to go cuz we needed ink so mhm well yeah he he didn't he got our old boss got tired of yelling at the ones who were down there and needed new blood to yell at yep pretty much yeah. Who are you gonna yell at? Oh, I don't yell, Squeezer. You know that. Probably Jake. Okay. <laughs> um. 
there's uh i don't know what news to talk uh i guess cody if you watch wrestling cody rhodes dusty's baby my my baby boy dustin rhodes is finally going home to vince mcmahon and wwe and vince is gonna be like there god damn cody it's been a while i got something for you i want you in polka dots yes god damn he'd probably look good in them he would look good and and whatever anyone says, if it was a rib on Dusty or you know Virgil was a rib on Dusty, uh, um, whatever they say, Dust. I know Dusty not from, you know, his famous Florida Championship Wrestling and his his uh, his WCW and NWA days. I know him from his run in the polka dots in WWF. Bib, please. I'm the um, every man, the common man, the Thoreau's. Baby, I'm the most recon- second most recognizable athlete in the world behind Muhammad Ali. So that's something. And but but Jake told me it's a work, and he's still working with AEW. I don't follow the current product, so I don't know. I just know he's the son of Dusty Rhodes. Stone Cold, apparently. We uh, because of our show last week, he's coming back now. See, we, yeah. we're influencers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So last week we had our three sixteen show released on three seventeen. <laughs> uh, now we got a King of the Hill show just in time for uh, the reboot. The reboot, yeah. Happens. This is our 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 farthest away from the Rad Years show we've ever done. The farthest? Well, I guess King of the Hill started in what 98 is it 97 or 98 i thought i don't know so uh we could look this up on the internet yeah i i had it right there but it's so far away first episode premiered january 97 i remember like watching it uh yeah the first episode because you're really excited it's like oh from the guys who did beavis and butthead uh you know right be- it was on before or after the simpsons I want to say after, because I thought Simpsons was always oh, eight. Izzy's here. Hi, Izzy. She keeps trying to help with the show, but I told her we don't need producers. No. She just wants to help type on the keyboard. It, it, we'd only need producers if we actually produced content. Right. Mm. You just turn on the mic and go. I don't, I don't know. Like, like I listen to the Always Sunny po- podcast, and they have producers. Like, what are they? They're just talking like we are. God, they barely talk about the episode sometimes. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing they hit record and, you know. Goddamn, watch. pal, we can do, do they, that ourselves. Wa- do they watch levels, I guess? I don't know. I, I haven't. We try. I try to do that. I do. I, I produce I the show myself. God damn it. Good job. Good job. So anyway, 97. But a lot of the, uh, this show went 14 seasons. So we're talking, what, 2011 it ended? Which is funny because then when I think about it and I look at seasons of and like episodes that I like, um, it's way past like i was i realized i was watching it and, and enjoying it way past my simpson cutoff yo yeah me too i was i like after i was done with like i was watching simpsons and i was still watching king of the hill but mm-hmm. uh i would say when it got on fx and the dvd releases because it was the show was still going on when they released the first season on dvd uh, so they released the first season on DVD in July of 2003. And I remember buying it and Tommy and I were just, I, I remember by the time I got the third season, 
I, I, that old boss we talked about borrowed it from me, <laughs> which is scary. He liked the show. Did I just rock your world? Wait, sorry, I was reading something. Go ahead. The old boss. <laughs> I, what's that? He bar. Oh, you just don't want to hear it. Are yeah, you, no, no, I no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm if you're sorry, doing was, a bit, I no, don't... no, I'm not doing a bit. You you said about news. I'm like, oh yeah, there was that one piece of news, and I was pulling it up, and then I realized my ears shut off because my eyes were working. Oh, I just said that boss we were just talking about who yelled at everyone borrowed one yeah. of the seasons on DVD from me. Uh, and you never got him back, did you? No, nah, it took a while, but I got him back. Huh? No shit. I don't think he ever took it and, home. It was just sitting. Did he in his throw office. it back at you and then use a derogatory term and like be angry at you because he had something that was yours? Probably. Like they were releasing yeah. them pretty steady. It was first season July twenty third two thousand three. Second season, and this is kids. I mean, you're all everyone listening should understand this, but there was no like Netflix to binge. You you would either bit torn a show or you got it on. You got full seasons on like DVD box sets, which you would watch. So the, it was 2003, and then November of 2003, a couple months later, the second season came out. And then uh, a year later, the third season came out, and I was like really excited for that. And then uh, a couple months later in May, the fourth season, then November of that year, the fifth season, then May of the next year, the sixth season, and then they just stopped dead in their tracks. Till 2014, they did not release another season on DVD. Hmm. But... The show was still going and still, it was like the show that couldn't be killed. Like Fox was like, every year they thought they'd be done. And Fox was like, no, we'll take more episodes. And um, then it went, it started syndicating on uh, FX and it was really popular. That's why FX, uh, Fox kept being like, oh, we'll take more episodes. Like starting mm -hmm. in September 2004, like the, the, the show outlasted its syndication on FX. Oh, it, from 04 to 09, it was syndicated on FX daily. And I just watch and there was like blocks of like 10 episodes and mm -hmm. I just watch it like for... I, I do miss that marathon programming. Well, there was before. Like, and, was before I mean, streaming. it's unnecessary now because right. everything is streaming somewhere and you just you watch can make your own marathon episode yeah. and make your own. But I, it's the same thing of like I'm watching. I watch a movie on TV and I, it's different because I know you're watching. It's something weird and it only exists in probably our generation and older because we had that mm -hmm. you know i would dvr multiple episodes and then just go through them on the dvr and just watch like all night down in the living room of my dad's house um like early dvr <laughs> <laughs> oh where you could have like three shows on it and then you had to go delete something uh, it was a little more than that, but you rec you didn't you could only record like SD shows. Like if you put HD on there, it'd take up the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, very good show. Uh, but you know it it kind it ended in 2011, which is a few years out of our wheelhouse. Yeah, but it it it's grounded in the uh... shit. I mean. South Park's technically a rad year's topic, and that's still going. Simpsons. <laughs> Sim oh, yeah, Sim Cheese. Simpsons started kinda... in 89. <laughs> 89. I was seven. It's pretty much on track with us. Yeah. It's close to it. Uh, they're working on... I couldn't tell you the last time I watched one. 
A new one now. Like a new one. They're working on Scream Six. Oh, I watched. Uh, I, I sometimes I catch the Halloween of Horror, Treehouse of Terror. Yeah. Uh, did you? Are you gonna watch uh, Wednesday when it comes out? Uh, that's the new Netflix series. I am. I am now. Because Christina Ricci's in it now. Uh, yeah, I didn't see what she was doing though. She's not playing Wednesday, right? She's not playing Wednesday because Wednesday is a young. Wednesday. It's Wednesday's an... the girl from the Scream movie who's actually good in the Scream movie. Oh, good. She was the, she looks, the, uh, the girl who played her sister in the Scream movie. Awful. Could not act at all. Oh, but she plays the girl. Spoilers. Who who gets who plays like the Casey Becker who answers the phone in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But she she doesn't die. Spoilers. Uh, uh, she looks like she could. Uh, yeah, make she, it work. I make see it. A good. What's her name? Ortega. Uh, yeah. Where the hell is it? I just. Tara Ortega or something like that. I thought you had it up. That's why I asked you. I did. I did, and then I lost it. I mean, I could find yeah, it. Jenna, Jenna Ortega. Jenna, Jenna Ortega. Ortega, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, she, no, she's not playing Wednesday. She's replacing, uh, who the hell was it? Thora Birch? What the hell is she in? Um, Thora Birch I guess, was in a movie with Christina Ricci called Now and Then. Uh, but she was originally in it, then she dropped out. Now Christina Ricci's replacing her, and uh, I will watch it now because you know I got a thing. Yeah, I mean, I know you try to make Mrs. Squeezer do Wednesday Adam cosplay. Yeah, and you come oh, out weird and so ugly, weird. And go- <laughs> I mean, I, I the problem is I am already, and she, you know, I just kind of look that way. I remember we did um, a. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, it was so at the ballpark that we do games in uh, for for charity. They do something called sweets and treats, where any company that has a a suite there, they get to take have the furniture taken out and decorate it in some sort of haunted house. And the first year you and I did, and this is going back to the end of King of the Hill, two thousand eleven. Yeah, we did murder mystery where you and I played like cops and there was a murder scene that you made. Yeah, we had sweet trench coats. We got at Salvation Army. Well, no, you had a sweet trench coat you got at Salvation Army. <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's when we took you through and took you down the underwear aisle and freaked uh, you out. Was that then? It could have been. Might have been. There was, yeah. Then there was, um, I might, might have been the next year when we were building the Adams Family one. Oh, so yes. next year we did an uh, Adams Family and I was Gomez and Uncle Bix was Uncle Fester because he looks just like Uncle Fester. I mean, yeah, spot on. And you were Thing. Not th- yeah, you were Thing. Yeah. And you so you built this mailbox gimmick where you pop out and you throw candy out. And and Chris Brandt was like, you had Squeezer there and you didn't make him play Pugsley? He looks just like him. <laughs> I uh, that was a time when I was still clasping to my dignity, like I thought there was a chance. Um, ah, that's when I was felt squeezer. Oh, man, that picture really made me depressed. Oh, Catherine Zeta Jones is playing Morticia. Uh, yeah. Ah, Ricky Lindholm's in it. And uh, uh, what's his name? Is playing uh, Gomez. Uh, fucking uh. Traffic, funny guy. Uh, Luis Guzman. Oh yeah, Luis Guzman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just a guest star, so I guess he's not in and off. Oh my God, Tim Burton's directing the first episode. Yeah, 
I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. If Tim Burns doing the first episode, yeah. Yeah, you got to give it a chance. Give oh, Alfred Go and uh, Miles Millar did it. Alfred Go, okay. He um, he wrote Spider-Man 2. Oh. Uh, Smallville did Smallville for a while. Uh, or it might be Alfred Goff. I, I can't say words. Coming of age, supernatural mystery comedy focused on Wednesday Adam. The Nevermore Academy. Huh. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I watch this? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Isaac Ordonez plays Pugsley. Uh, George Baraka plays Lurch. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Oh, this was. This comes. This is old. What? So during pre-production on the 1991 film, Tim Burton. Oh, okay. So Tim Burton was assigned to direct the original Adams Family movie that Barry Sonnenfeld directed. Oh really? But he passed it because he I couldn't. Can... He was busy with Batman Returns. Uh. In March 2010, it was announced Illumination, in partnership with Universal, acquired underlying rights to Adams Family drawings. <laughs> huh. The film was planned to be a stop-motion animated film based on Charles Adams' original drawings. Burton was set to co-write and co-produce and possibly direct. Canceled. Oh, so we could have had like a Nightmare Before Christmas Adams Family? Yeah. In 2013, it was canceled. In 2020... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it was already projected to go way over budget. Probably, yeah. Huh. Well, this is a good pedigree behind it, so... Yeah. Birch exited the series, leaving her status character, dorm mother, Tamerica Novak, unclear. On March 21st, 2022, which was yesterday, it was announced Christina Ricci, who played Wednesday Adams in the 1991 film, and its 1993 sequel was cast as a series regular. Oh. Filming began... September 13th, 2021, in Bucharest, Romania. And it consists of eight episodes. Speaking of Netflix, my God, we started a show tonight. Have you heard of Bad Vegan? Uh, Probably vaguely, like I did. Like, I just see it. It, it might be like one of those things where I scrolled by it and didn't well, it, give it a chance. It's like, it's everywhere. And I, I didn't really know what it was about, but I, I knew it was true crime, and I knew it was on Netflix, and it came out last week. And it's four episodes. We got through three of them already tonight. Fuck. It's a it. true crime? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know what? I'm watching on my phone out there. But not like murder. It's kind of like more like Tiger King. Like what? Well, that's good. Like my I, my fuck. favorite, like, I love American Greed. So if it's along those lines, like shady people doing shady shit. Oh, this might be one of the shadiest motherfuckers in the entire planet. Beautiful. Uh, you might need do to I, save it for me. Do I know the story? Though. I didn't know the story, no. I heard of the restaurant, but I would never eat there. It was about a raw vegan restaurant. Ah. And it was really hip in um, 
really hip in New York City forever, but uh, like like celebrities would go there and eat at, stupid. At the end, is there a big reveal and we learn that Soylent Green is people? I we, tell well, me we have feeding people. People. We have one more episode, so oh, okay. Fe- feeding vegans people. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because vegans aren't people. So. <laughs> She's in the raw foodism. Look, we learned to use fire for a reason. Mm-hmm. It was popular, Squeezer, I'm telling you. Uh, well, guess what? I am not... You mean the the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I'm not popular, so... Well, neither am I. Yeah. Yeah, but... You, you, you don't watch... They didn't make a barbecue pitmaster vegan edition... No. What's crazy is when they finally caught her and this crazy motherfucker that kind of gaslit her, to use that word, which I don't really understand, but that's what they use in the yeah. show. Every time I hear someone say that, I just think of a guy in a top hat with a stick lighting lamps. Right. So he he made her, I, I don't know, I, 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 I think she's at more at play at this than they're letting on, but... The raw vegan uh, got caught ordering a Domino's pizza on their credit card. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, then I'm I get it because Domino's is delicious. Mm-hmm. And you can argue that um, I mean, there's possibly no meat or dairy in that, so you might be safe. <laughs> If they would have just gone Little Caesars, it, it's yeah, cut and dry. But there's definitely animal byproduct. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not. It's not. They, vegan. they literally just process it. Yeah. It's like whatever's left over from making hot dogs. They kind of just put it into the dough. Yeah. So, but th- this guy is insane, and there's like a lot of recorded conversations and text messages. Um, what happens to people? Like, I don't even necessarily know, but I'm assuming there's. People are creeps and do shady shit and are just awful. Well, apparently he kept getting her. I mean, I don't want to spoil it because you yeah, got to no, watch no, no, it. It's I, really I'm good. actually looking forward to this now. I was just thinking too. I'm like, I want a good true crime. Like, oh, this shady... this is like the next Tiger King. Although there's not going to be good impressions out of it. Ah, uh, like are are, are they gonna Carol Baskin? That fucking bitch tried to fucking financially ruin me. Are they? Are all the all the uh, production houses and uh, all the studios gonna oh I'm sure the option for yeah. the story that they're then gonna bail on right. nine months later when they realize the fervor died out mm-hmm. probably <laughs> we called that right off the bat too like everyone was jumping on making right. Christopher uh, uh, Nicholas Cage is gonna be in the fucking it was gonna be the Tiger King and mm-hmm. like no speaking of in like two uh, weeks people are gonna forget about that I'm really excited to see that movie where Nicholas Cage plays himself. So I hear he's amazing in it. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Oh, wow, he's good at playing himself. <laughs> uh, but Pablo Pascal, who's the Mandalorian, plays this like drug lord who hires him to come down to his house. And I don't know, it just looks really good. Hmm. Looks really good. We saw the trailer before Batman. Um, Do they also burn him in a Wicker Man? Because I... Would love to burn Nicolas Cage. Oh, uh, why? What did Nicolas Cage do to you? Uh, it was Nicolas Cage. It would just be fun. I'm not saying he did anything wrong to me. It would just be fun. 
Like, Good time. All right. Again, and no enough. offense to him. I mean, I don't, I don't want anything to happen to him, but it would be. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess I can't fault you there. <laughs> yeah. See? Uh, well, I'm the dickhead in this situation. Yeah. Some some people just want to watch uh, other people burn. Some people want to watch the world burn. Well, I'm excited for this now. In fact, I am going to email myself because you know I'm going to forget this. Emailing myself to watch this. Bad what, vegan. Bad vegan. Yeah. Nice. All right. I guess uh, we should start the show. Okay. Who goes first, though? I can. Uh, I believe I do this week. That's right, you do. You do. So here is Squeezer's first pick about King of the Hill. It goes on like this for a while. Good theme. Uh, yeah, it's a great theme, and it, it's very. It, it, it worked for the show very well. It, it's edited a bit to you know fit the fit the thirty second open, thirty one second open, I think. But um, it, this is the technical. Uh, the proper name of it is uh, Yahoo's and Triangles. Because in the song you hear yahoos and there are triangles, mm. uh, and performed by uh, uh, the refreshments. And I know that because uh, it's at the end of the credits every time. Yes, you you weren't a refreshments fan outside of that. Nope. Uh, they, they're very much a, uh, I guess, a regional taste. I mean, they made they had a hit with a song Banditos, which I honestly don't remember. No offense to them, uh, but they're out of Arizona, so like they're uh, like a big deal out in the desert. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Texas, like Arlen, Texas. I'll tell you what. Eh, eh, close enough. I'm I'm sure they make the circuit. Um, and yeah, they they uh, made it big in '96. They had a big album, uh, Fizzy Fuzzy, Big and Buzzy, uh, mm-hmm. which is their. I mean, if it's just out of the. Random album title of uh, alternative rock bands of the mid to mid '90s, right off the bat. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing; that's a good thing. Um, and uh, I guess th- they came up with some shit like dealing with um, uh, record labels and all that uh, in that era. Uh, things kind of fell apart, and they dissolved the band. They still tour, at least two members, uh, Roger Klein, uh, the lead singer, and uh, Paul Naffa, I think. I can't pronounce it right, uh, the drummer. They still perform as Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, still touring and doing uh, like the party band gig, like uh, I don't know, playing the fun venues. 
that you would go to. And I watched some live performances, and it looked like it would be a fun show to go to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. You should get them for Music Fest. Come on out. Oh, okay, we'll let them know. Refreshments coming to uh, Music yeah. Fest. Talk to those guys. You went, like, who's that? I'm like, uh, the guys that did the theme, the King of the Hill? Like, oh. Yeah, I'd, All I'd, right, be, I'd be pumped for that. Would it be yeah, like... Yeah, and while you're at it, get the guys that did the theme to South Park, too. That'd be pretty cool. They're coming. Really? May. The, Here? The Wind Creek, yeah. We talked about it on the show. Oh, shit, that's right, we did. Well, I was in I was thinking Music Fest mode. Oh, Oh, yeah. that's right. They're no, we even talked May. about that at work, that we were going to... Yeah, next month or two the, months. I'll get the sweet and have a good time. Yeah, Primus is coming. Sick. I thought you were setting me up for that. I'm like... No, I for- I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> uh... All right, hang on. Let me email myself again. Ask Ryan for Primus tickets. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me reply back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we do funny <laughs> bits. Too. Yeah, sometimes it's shtick. Yeah. Sometimes they just shitting on each other. Yeah, this is like this is like a little glimpse into what it's like to work with us. Yes, um, constantly shitting on each other, but in a yeah. loving way. Yeah, I hadn't laughed any harder today when someone told me to quote, "Shut up, you fat asshole." <laughs> um, or no, shut you fat ass. Uh, anyway, but coming from an even larger man makes it humorous. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, we were going to get my other oh, yes, car yes. today. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, shut up, fat ass. Yeah, that was that was it. Uh, very one very large pot calling another very large pot a kettle, whatever the hell that saying is. Yeah, a fat ass. Yeah, fat ass. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you got any more on the song or? Uh, no, no. It's just it's a fun song. Go check out uh, Roger Klein and uh, the Peacemakers. What about the refreshments? Well, they dissolved because of oh, that's right. Yeah, conflict. Yeah, ninety-eight. Does he? Do they have permission to perform this song? I, I'm if not, you just do it as a cover, right? Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Just like Sublime with Rome. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Oh, is that pretty much how they get away with it? Well, it's it it started as the entire band, but Brad Knoll, who is dead, so it was Bud mm-hmm. Gaw, who was on drums, uh, Eric Wilson, who was on bass, and Rome Ramirez doing uh, lead vocals and guitar, and then the Knoll family sued because they were going to go tour as Sublime, and the Knoll family sued, so they are Sublime with Rome. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but he's, and then they did some of their own songs, which I actually do enjoy a lot. And uh, Sublime with Rome is always a great show to see live. Because he could fucking, Rome is the fucking goods, people. So don't sleep on that. Well, that's kind of like how, like, was it Sony was going after John Fogarty when he went solo, saying that he was too much like, like when he would go and do his solo stuff. Like they sued, saying that he was just copying like Creedence Clearwater Revival, mm-hmm. 
But he was Clayton's like, crew. But he was. Like, you can't. Right. You're copying yourself. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, my first pick. Here it is. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Silly. Yeah, it's it's funny. I enjoy it. Oh, thanks. Mr. Surfer, have you ever considered propane as an alternative energy source for that board of yours? With a little retooling, I could get it to work. Tell you what I'm going to do. Being that you're my neighbor and I like you, I'm going to give you the new neighbor discount and a free T-shirt. So what do you say? Take a ride on the Cosmic Tide on an all-new Silver Surfer next as Fox Kids Heads for the Hills continues. Just think, with repeat business like that, I could eventually be supplying propane galaxy-wide. <laughs> galaxy-wide. <laughs> There's a little promo for Fox Kids the sh- promoing their piece-of-shit Silver Surfer show. Aw. I'm sorry. Silver Surfer is is the a cool gimmick, but never made for good. He's the Herald of Galactus. Never made for good. Uh, I don't know. Good solo stories. Yeah, not gonna not gonna carry a show. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm talking about action figures though, because I felt Silver Surfer. King of the Hill promo uh, and Silver Surfer had a pretty cool all silver mirrored action figure. But back in the uh, early 2000s, 2002, uh, some company called uh, Toycom released a line of King of the Hill action figures. And goddamn, if you have those mint on card, they are worth some money. Like at least triple, you know, hundred like a hundred some dollars each, these things. Damn. Yeah. There was uh, um, Peggy... Uh, Luann, uh, Bobby, and uh, uh, Lady Bird, uh, Boomhauer, Bill, Hank, and of course, uh, Dale Gribble. Uh, Rusty Shackleford. Sha-sha! Um, a loose set will cost you like around $300. And they each come with a, piece of, a piece of fence that go together oh, that's pretty cool. to make the King of the Hill fence. And um, there's been some other King of the Hell action figures. I've one staring at me right now it was a Comic Con exclusive for year, years ago. Hank, uh, there he is. He's up on my top shelf. Um, holding the beer. I have loyal subjects. They do a lot of cool work. They did a animation domination collection. So it included uh, Bob's Burgers, um, Family Guy. Uh, all the Seth MacFarlane shows and King of the Hill. Of course, some of the most popular ones to get were the King of the Hills. I have Dale and Hank. I want to get Bobby because he's the third one in that. Um, but I, I still have. To, I'm still in the search for Bobby. That boy ain't right. <laughs> but I never really. I wondered why they never. They never really did. Like if you go on eBay and search for King of the Hill merch, there's just not a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I actually, uh, there was a piece of attire. I'm like, I wonder if someone out there made this particular belt. Uh, It's a lot of people just selling the the DVDs. There's some old promo T-shirts. There's, uh, you know, the loose action figures here and there, but there's not a whole lot. Bob Dole's just faking that dead arm. (laughs) 
I have a, a piece I bought a while ago. It's a, it's the Strickland propane hat that uh, from the Grand Theft Arlen episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one of those. I got that years ago. Dylan was very. I wore it one night to the wind with the sands at the time, and uh, Dylan was like, "Yeah." But that was, I think, knockoff. Just like the these tactical military patches. I killed fifty men, and that. That's my purse. I don't know you and Strickland propane. Taste the meat, not the heat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just looking at. Uh, here's a complete set of seven of those figures, five hundred seventy-five dollars. Uh, a Boomhauer, one hundred eleven dollars. Ooh, a Bill for seventy-five. Oh, I love Bill Dotrieve. Bill, oh, what's Bill's full name? Fontaine. Bill. Is and played by Stephen Root, played geniusly by Stephen Root. Oh yeah, Bill. Where's his full name? William Fontaine de la Tour Dotrieve. Yes, William Fontaine de la Tour Dotrieve. <laughs> He's ca- French Cajun. <laughs> he is, and I'll talk about that uh, yeah. later. One of my episodes. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's not, like, I was just like, what merch was there to talk about? And nothing really official. Just the DVDs. What What year did those figures come out? 2002. Oh, see, yeah, that's, that's a weird time, too, because it's, like, it, it's before, like, the, like, collector craze of action figures. Like, it wasn't like today where it's like, oh, that's clearly a collectible. Well, they only Cause... sold them at, like, Spencer's and, like, FYE. Yeah. That's the only place so I ever saw them. people didn't know it wasn't, like, a really a thing yet. No, I just don't think King of the Hill was, like, like something people clamored for merch for, I guess. Except maybe... I mean, now if they came out, everyone yeah, would be jumping yeah, for now, it. Yeah, now, now, yeah. I don't but, know why there's then... no Funko Pop King of the Hills. Huh. Like, come on. I would kill for a bill. I'd get all four and, and Bobby and, and Peggy. There's not a character in that show I don't like. Even like yeah. when they added Lucky. Like, I loved Lucky. <laughs> Bobby, you ever eat a, a corn chip off the lawn? <laughs> I'm going to help you recognize that dream. Um, but yeah, it, it's not like they weren't toys. No, they you weren't know, cause, toys. Because cause what kid, even if like you did sell them at a Toys R Us... How do you how do you play King of the Hill? You know, right? Yeah, they were ahead of their time, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, uh, thank you, yeah. thank you. That's that's why you're smarter than me. <laughs> All right, here is your next pick. Now, as you will see from this incontrovertible evidence, Sergeant then Private Bill Dotrieve was given large doses of an experimental drug from 1982 to 1984. The Army was trying to create an elite group of Arctic commandos, stationed in Alaska and able to withstand frigid temperatures. They called it Operation Infinite Walrus. Their mission? To repel an invasion if and when the communists came over the polar ice cap. The drug was designed to promote accumulation of heat-retaining blubber on the torso, foster the growth of insulating body hair, and create the ability to undertake long periods of hibernation. 
Yeah, but, but, but all those years, they told me they were giving me super vitamin shots. Side effects include headaches and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I gave 20 years of my life to the Army, and this is what they did to me? Bill, it was a different time. It was back when we didn't know the Russians were incompetent. <laughs> Whew, that's timeless. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, uh, Bill. Um, that dang placebo pal. What'd you say? <laughs> the placebo must have been made by Pfizer. Uh, it's such a great reveal there. Um, uh, Bill, yeah. And, Does my and breath that's really from, uh, stink? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tanking it to the streets where Bill fortunate he uh passes all his bad luck and all his problems on the army for, you know, testing him uh in Operation Infinite Walrus. Well it starts with um, the war games. What's that? It starts with the war games. Yes. Um and then you get uh Bill cutting in this one, he he's because he's falling apart. He has a poor job cutting hair. Although he well, he has on carpal the tunnel. What's that? He has, yes, carpal, he has tunnel. carpal tunnel. Yes. Um, but he is considered like the best at what he does when it comes to cutting hair. Sergeant uh, Bobber, and it's the only thing he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one thing I never. It was it was funny too because he's talking to the guy in the chair and he's a corporal. And Bill still addresses him and salutes him as sir, like he's a superior, even though Bill is technically a sergeant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it's just Bill being that subservient, even though he outranks this guy. Uh, he's still just Bill, unless it's like like a chaplain kind of like rank. Like chaplains are captains, even though they're not really captains. Just you know. Well, yeah, that, it is because they're they're all the barbers are sergeants. It's the sergeant barber program. Yeah, ah, yes. So, so it's more of a honorary rank. He's not actually a sergeant in charge of anyone. Yeah, uh, and that if there was an actual war, the corporal would outrank Bill and tell Bill what to do, which would probably be to just go run and hide. Right. Um. And I just Bill as a character, he, he's. It's tough. It's hard to pick a favorite, but Bill's the most relatable. <laughs> Sadly, I know. I, I was thinking. I'm looking at all the characters. I'm like, in my life, who do I know the most of? Dale. Recent, there's an upswell of Dales. Yeah. I know a lot more Dales now than I used to. Um, Sco. But. Uh, I could destroy I've you. run across so many bills and hung out with so many bills at bars with my dad that I, 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 it's Bill by a long shot now at this point, even though Dale is slowly catching up. Uh, and then, you know, there's a couple Boomhauers in there, too. Hank's like a... Hank's almost too honest. Hank was like, uh, yeah, yeah. But Hank is a good foil, and and Peg, Peggy's great. You can't. Oh, yeah. But then, con supernosophone. Yeah, uh, I almost like you were saying like Hank's the foil. It's like even though he is like the main, he is your main character. Everything kind of bounces off of him. Like he might not. 
Like, he, he has a set character, and he has his traits. But he's very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I, I had it. Stubborn? Like, no, stubborn, but, like, his morale, like, his compass. Like, he's... His morality is very straight line and like Oh yeah, he's a boy scout. Come on, yeah. Hank. Um reminded me of um my dad and his boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a time when, uh, the, when him and Mr. Sh- he was he was the uh, Hank to his boss is Mr. Strickland. <laughs> and my, um his boss would call him the boy scout. And instead of um propane it was uh it was Transmitters. Ah, yeah. uh, Hank, radio, I know you man. don't have sex. Well, that's not true, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bill, the just he's so pathetic that it's almost frustrating sometimes. But he's also so like he's the most honest character. I mean, and the most. Like, cause he's Bill, a, he's a sweet man, but he's a sweet man. Look, Hank does some bad shit. He's manip. Well, so is Bill. Bill's very manipulative. When uh, he, he gets thrown in jail, because uh, Hank realizes he has his name tattooed on his head, <laughs> and he's gonna admit to crimes to make Hank feel bad about being put in jail. Hmm, I don't remember that one. Because he, uh, what does he do? Oh, he gets them all. He gets. He gives them all. He sticks his hair. The, the girl checking for lice down at the school is cute, and he wants a date with her. So he sticks his hand in hair to get some lice, and he gives everyone an alley lice. <laughs> and uh, it said, "Be true." To, it's called "Be true to my fool." Uh, and and it realizes that before um, Bill went off to the service, Hank got got drunk and got in a fight. That Bill stopped the guy from beating Hank's ass. So Hank went down and got Bill's name tattooed, wanted to get Bill's name tattooed on him. And Boomhauer's like, no, damn, he, he, he's passed out. God damn, let him go. And he goes, he paid his money. He's getting his ink. And he goes, God damn, put, put where the sun don't shine. So he puts it on like like his, like his the back of his head. Uh, and then um, they're shaving. That's, they all shave their heads. And he's like, uh, Dale's like, hey, Hank, just shave yet? <laughs> I am. I shaved everywhere. So smooth. And uh, <laughs> Peggy's shaving and she sees the name. She's like, whose name is tattooed on your head? And she does, oh, yeah. And she gets the last part and realizes it's Bill. <laughs> and he gets it removed. And then Hank makes someone in the prison give him another one. Just so he proves to Bill he still likes him. So he doesn't admit to committing crimes. So he stays there. Jeez, you have a, I don't want to say skill, you're special. Yeah. You're very special. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Bill could be manipulated. Oh, also Bill, when he goes off the deep end, um, when he uh, he starts the Christmas like fair in his yard with the bouncy house, and he's playing Santa mm-hmm. Claus, and then... Like the woman has the two kids and they go to dinner, but Bill can't get over the Santa Claus thing. And it's like February and he's like the, the uh, Ryan Felipe plays the kid hanging out in there at Wally. 
And he's like, Bill starts pretending like he's his son, Wally's his son, because Wally's manipulating him. And he gives Bobby beer. And Bobby gets drunk in the (laughs) bouncy house. And Dad, I like beer! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. there's Oh, and when he wears the women's clothing, he thinks he's Lenore. That's another Christmas episode. It's me, Lenore. <laughs> oh, that's the other because he really is like he's like an animated like it, it's Al Bundy. Just a few more years to go. Like he was that superstar jock. Well, no, I think I would be happy if Peg left him. That's true. Bill was like uh, stricken with oh, Bill, well, that's horrible the, loneliness because Lenore yeah, left. Well, him. Bill just fell up. Bill fell apart. After Lenore left him. Lenore left him at the altar pretty much. So he was forever falling apart. He was forever yeah. falling apart when he met. Well, so yeah, but, you know, in, he starts, in high school, he was, and, and, the, you know. Yeah, he was, he was the, the, the king. He was a stud. He gets, uh, he gets really lonely during Christmas and has the, the, the lizard called Lenore too. <laughs> and then starts dressing in drag, calling himself Lenore. And Hank disinvites him to his Christmas party. He shows up anyway. Everyone's like, Hank, what's this? So Hank goes up and puts women's clothes, Peggy's clothes on. He goes, see, everyone, we're all dressing up. We're getting crazy. And and Dale's like, yeah, no one told me. And then um, <laughs> uh, Bill's like, stop, 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 stop. And they run out. And they're having like this tender moment. And then they, they both take off the clothes. And uh, Bill's like, sorry, I was a little far gone there, Hank. And you see Dale in the corner in a dress like, yeah, and run away. <laughs> Oh, great scene. Yeah. Well, I, I love Bill. And voiced by the absolute best Stephen Root. Yes. Who, he, he did yeah. uh, Mr. Strickland and uh, Bill Dotrieve and a few other voices here and there, but mainly Strickland. And he was great at both of them. Mm-hmm. One was like loud and bombastic, and uh, the other was very much. There was a, a great Boomhauer episode, Dangled Love. Where uh, uh, Bill's standing outside waiting for, it's like six in the morning, and he's waiting for everyone to wake up so they can start drinking beer in the alley. And this hot woman walks by and waves at him, and he goes, I met a woman. He starts banging on everyone's door trying to wake him up <laughs> saying he met a woman. And they're like, remember that time you fell in love with the woman on the Wheaties box? <laughs> she was real, but that didn't make her your girlfriend. <laughs> So Dale convinces him to dig a bunch of holes in the alley so she trips and he has to come to her rescue. She trips, but then Dale, I'm sorry, Bill falls in all the holes too. Then Boomhauer comes up, scoops her up and takes her in his house. You know, he makes he a sweet like sweet sweet love to her. But then she's like not interested in Boomhauer anymore and he he turns into Bill and then Bill's the one to pull him out of it at the end and he goes Am I going to be at the woman's prison waiting for women to get out so I could offer them a ride home? Yes, sir. And it ends with this big old woman come out. And she goes, welcome. I'm happy to help you with your transition to the outside world. Can I offer you a ride? And she goes, I'm driving. And he goes, of course. He's like, what were you in for? Guilt, my boyfriend. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> great show. Dang old love. And that's where he's going, boom hour. (laughs) 
You are special. Mm-hmm. I'm good. The det- I could go every episode of the series, Squeezer. All right, let's just start it back to one. <laughs> well, how about we go to my second pick? Unless you got more on Bill. No, no. Uh, well, Bill will come back up more. I, I just look. I'm Bill. So <laughs> oh no, you're not. That's why I pick. Look, I'm Bill. Mm, hold on, I'm trying to think who is actually Bill. Mm, uh huh. No, you're definitely not. Because I'm Bobby. You are Bobby. Like women still love you. <laughs> well, Jake's more Bobby. I don't know. Jake's got you and Jake are very Bobbyish. Charm, little husky. Thanks. I guess that makes me Mr. Strickland. <laughs> I like to eat. I like to plow. That's what we're getting into my next pick. There it is. was Reese Witherspoon playing Debbie Grun in a <coughs> two-part episode with a cliffhanger called uh, Hanky Panky and High and en- High Anxiety. So <coughs> in Hanky Panky, Mr. Strickland's having an affair with Debbie, his assistant, uh, who's played by Reese Witherspoon. And Ms. Liz, Mr. Strickland's life, wife, comes in uh, to this Man of the Year, Texas Propane Man of the Year Award, when Hank's giving his presentation. And uh, accuses Buck of cheating on him for the last time, and it's over. Um, so Strickland comes in and starts trying to hide things, and Miss Liz has a lawyer, and it's a big, fat Texas lawyer, how you'd expect it. They do that perfectly on this show. Um, so Miss Liz is in charge of Strickland Propane, and she promotes Hank to manager, and she gives him a little manager's outfit, and all the guys are like, you're the new Debbie. <laughs> Joe Jack calls him the new Debbie. Uh so, you know, uh, Miss Liz wants Hank to come out and fix a propane emergency at her house, falls in, try- and then she's naked in the bathtub. Um, she wants to make soup with him, and then she tells Buck. Buck shows up with a gun, says he wants to kill him, but uh, uh, that's how you see the shotgun. And then um, Mr. Strickland's living in the apartments next to Sugarfoot's, which one of the best parts of this storyline is – he signs over Sugarfoot's, the barbecue restaurant he owns, to Hank, and he puts it on a coaster. And get, so Peggy gets it and notarizes it and saying, and since by Texas state law, I'm your wife, I now am half owner of Sugarfoot's as well. And she starts taking it over and calls it Peggy, gets like a Peggy sign and calls it Peggy Sugarfoot. 
And uh, like the whole subplot of Peggy running the barbecue restaurant with all the characters is fucking hysterical. And Peggy being Peggy. But then it end, it culminates in uh, a meeting at the Sugarfoot's Peggy Sugarfoot restaurant. And you hear a shotgun sh- go off. And you look in the dumpster and there's Debbie's body. Dun, dun, dun. That's the cliffhanger. <laughs> then we come back. And right before that, Hank was in Buck's apartment, which he says... He of course he got um, a barbecue place next to the singles apartments because he likes to eat and he likes to plow. <laughs> and he's in there with um, oh man, what the fuck was Gail? Debbie's roommate was Gail, a guy who was buying Hot Wheels on eBay and he lost his Weeble. And Hank's like smoking again because like a wrong running joke is Hank and Peggy quit smoking. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, Season one, when they try to get Bobby to quit, they pick it up again. But he's smoking again, and um, uh, Gail, he can't get his... uh, He doesn't have his lighter because he dropped it in the bathroom when he went... No, no, wait. I forget what it is. He gives him... Gail gives him a joint, and he says it's marijuana, Mary Jane. So Hank goes in to puke it up in the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> thinking he's done drugs and his lighter that that Ms. Liz gives him with his initials falls out in the bathroom. And uh, this is all from memory, by the way. I haven't watched any of these episodes. Of course not. Yeah, and then the people at home are probably like, you're, you're fucking squeezer. You're, you're, you're MacGyvering, MacGyvering these. <laughs> Long story short, the Texas Ranger comes and she shot herself by trying to buy junk food from the Get In, Get Out, a nacho plate and a large soda. Ooh, been there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a great two-part episode. I remember watching and waiting for the cliffhanger. It wasn't like early seasons where they would do end-of-season, start-of-season cliffhanger, mm-hmm. like propane boom and uh, when Peggy falls out of the plane with her, par- her parachute doesn't fly. What, what, what season was that? I remember. So uh, be- between season two and three, it was – propane boom where they the, yeah the megalomart blows up and between mm-hmm. season three and four was peggy um cotton's wife is pregnant and why uh hank and uh peggy are trying to get pregnant and they get all drunk on tequila one night the next morning they wake up and they go to get uh f- flapjacks i think he calls them and they stop for hair of the dog and peggy goes pero de pe- uh, peo de pero or whatever it is um, cause she just butchers Spanish all the time and, uh, they're drinking beer and they, they decide that they're going to go skydiving and Hank does it and it's great. And he convinces Peggy to do it. And she jumps cause she wasn't going to do it. And her chute doesn't open and she falls, but she falls in like soft mud and she, she survives, but you don't know it until the next when she, she broke everything and she's in like a body cask and then, and cotton who she hurts, hates more than anything has the bait, but, um, Dee Dee, Cotton's wife, is having the baby as a subplot, and, and Bobby's driving her to the hospital in this episode. That episode. Yes, I'm a King of the Hill historian. <laughs> Here's Squeezer's next episode, or pick. So what you thinking about there, Stu? I'm thinking about flipping that steak there. Well, righty. No, flip that other one. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Make a Steak. The you're shopping for the rest of your life. 
you doing out there? I'm Chuck Mangione. You know, even celebrities have to hunt for bargains. That's why I go to the Mega Low Mart, where shopping feels so good. This week, 12 <gasps> five-pound bags of gourmet chocolates for $10. <gasps> This is depressing. You want to go play in the cemetery? Okay. That was after That's Buckley. Muzak. That was after uh, Propane Boom when Buckley died in the Megalomart explosion, and they're all a support group. And Chuck Mangione can't stop playing. Um, yes. Feel so good, even if he starts something else. <clears throat> yeah, it all <laughs> flows into that, and he he was there because he is the spokesman for Megalomart. Um but he didn't read his contract, so it wasn't just a one off appearance or a commercial spot. He signed on to appear at every grand opening of every Megalomart uh there is. So leaving no time for his personal work and that is so now he's just a full time And making sweet love to my old lady. <laughs> yes. Um I just love it's the most random pull, um, random casting, like, but it, it works so well. And it's one of those things, so apparently Chuck Mangione wanted to be on the show because he saw it as a way to <coughs> ingrain himself in another generation. Because clearly he knew kids our age don't know who the hell he is. I didn't know who he was until... no. But you knew the song. I didn't. You didn't. You heard. You had to have heard it before that. I like, not. You might the, not. No, I, I wouldn't. You might have. not have known what it was. You don't know it feels so good, but you heard it because it was the the ultimate elevator music, uh, music, uh, hold song. Just, I'm pretty sure I heard it about five thousand times while I was on the phone with Verizon. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's it's catchy and it's it's a fun song. Nineteen. Uh, smash hit of 1977. Um, and so that, and plus it's a, he's a flugelhorn player. It's not exactly one of those like, uh, instruments as a kid that you grew up saying, you know what, I'm going to, I want to play the flugelhorn. Um, but that, that was his goal was to initiate and in, in, initiate ingrain himself in, ingratiate and grace. Ingratiate. I know there's a word somewhere in between there. Yes. Ingratiate. Yes. Something like that. Um, Expose English himself. You don't person. want us exposing ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um. So he signed on, and unlike Megalomart, he did. He only signed on for eleven episodes, which is still a lot. And it was right in the first season too. It starts with Luann's saga where uh, uh, Buckley breaks up with her. That's where the commercial comes in. He plays a, a big role in uh, Death of a Propane Salesman and uh, uh, the cliffhanger there. Um, propane Boom. And then, what is, what's what's the other one? Propane, uh, propane boom. boom, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but probably my, my favorite of all of them is uh, the Megalodale, where it's almost like a horror kind of vibe as... 
they think there's pests in the megalomart and you know who they'll the, take the two workers on the contract the What's voice, that? you know who the voice of the two workers are no, the the two kids that are yeah, it was Haunting Dale. It was at the popularity of that '70s show. It was Topher Grace and Danny Masterson. Ah, oh, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah, that '70s show was also on. It was really popular, so they gave him a <clears throat> little cameo in the app. The the sewed. Is that one of those? Like, there are shows we look back on, like King of the Hill, and we're still talking about, but are we going to talk about that 70s show the same way? I watched it, but I wasn't, like, infatuated with it. Like, it was just... Yeah. If it was on, <coughs> it was on. Because it you had... You out of your way. Because Laura Prepon and what's-her-name were hot, and we were horny yeah. kids. That's why we watched it. Yeah. And then, but once... And then when they did went through, the, like, their first, like... Was it like three or four seasons in where you start twisting the cast around and people leave and you bring in new people and then you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, it was like weird, like, oh, it's one of those they, episodes. They had a spinoff, that 80s show. Yeah. Which, uh, what's his name? From, uh, didn't Dennis? Uh... Yes, Dennis was the star of it. That's how he got the money to buy the yeah. stuff to do the pilot for Always Sunny. Yeah. How long did that that only did that last a season? No. Not even? Not even. Ah. That how many how many aired? I'm curious now. Oh, look it up. I am. Do, do, it do, do, it's, do, doesn't have do, a Wikipedia. Do. No. Do, 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 do. Uh first air date, January twenty third, final air date, May twenty ninth. How many episodes? Probably like 10. 13 episodes, but how many aired? It uh, looks like they just they shot them, so they aired them. Well, sometimes that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Ratings. Man, 2002. God. Wow, yeah. I. That, well, that's, that's crazy, because that's a spinoff of that 70s show, and I thought that 70s show wasn't that old but yeah that 70 show 98 to 2006 jeez really I didn't think it was like that early I thought it was like the <laughs> mid 2000s for some reason yeah or maybe it's just me trying to preserve my sanity syndication and that I'm not yeah um hmm no shit uh, anyway, yeah, I, I love the fact that Chuck Mangione uh, appears in this because it's, it's, I don't know, he's just fun because it's not like a celebrity appearance for the sake of, oh, we have a celebrity. It's like a parody of having a celebrity appearance. But I'm sure there are people out there that were very excited to see him on TV. Yeah, there was tons. There was tons of celebrities in King of the Hill, just not just you didn't know it. Yeah. Like tons of celebrities were on and, the show, and, and yeah, not not forced, and even like like early Simpsons too. Like you had characters that would come on, and they would play another character, and then it was down the road where they had to like when when they lost me was when they had to come on and basically say say your name. It's like uh, wow, it's Tony Hawk. No, the first time they did that was Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger and Ron Howard, and that was great. That was great. That worked. You know that that made sense. Like it was. 
then it just got out of hand where it just wasn't funny. <clears throat> but yeah, out of all the uh, uh, cameo character appearances, people playing themselves, yeah, Chuck Chuck takes the cake. It it just it feels so good to see him on the show. Feels so good. I see what you did there. Here's mine. Thanks. Next pick. Robert, this here is velvet, not velveteen. A gentleman must learn the difference. My lord. Well, I need a window seat because this flower is wilting. Oh, Lord. All right, everyone in the car. Now, go, 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 go. This kicker. I do believe I'll give room service a jangle and have them send up some etouffee. No! <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Bobby Hill was so great. That was the same. The woman who voiced Bobby Hill, um, she played Louie's wife in his first show on HBO. Louie, I think. Um, not Life with Louie. One of them. Pam Segal was her name. And she did Spinelli on uh, uh, Recess. Um, but she did Bobby. I know the name. And they spun it off. Pam had her own show then, too. But she was genius as the voice of Bobby Hill. Pamela Seagal. She did... Uh, Uh, what was it? Life with Louie? Lucky Louie. Uh, just Louie. Lucky Louie, too. And she did Louie. She did both shows. Oh, okay. And she did Unscripted. <laughs> um, But I think she has... Yeah. Anyway, um. Oh, she made a guest appearance in This Is Us. Ooh. I'm sure Mrs. Squeezer knows. Let me go ask her if she stopped crying unnecessarily now. I never uh, saw. I mean, I've seen seconds of it just before when oh, I got home, and it's on. Fucking. And I turned it's it off. Fucking painful. It's the equivalent of like Lost, where Lost is like, "Hey, let's make up some random shit that doesn't mean anything, just to mess with people's heads." Where this show is like, hey, let's just make up random shit to make people unnecessarily emotionally and unnecessarily emotional and cry. Like it is no bearing on the story. Let's just try to make it hurt. She, people want to watch that. I don't get it. She was the voice of Heatwave on Darkwing Duck. Ooh. She did Derek Generic on Bobby's World in season six and seven. No shit. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> She was violent on Capital Critters. See, now I'm getting starstruck. Yeah. Um, Bobby G on the Blues Brothers animated series. I forgot they did that. <laughs> uh, she was lucky on uh, 101 Dalmatians. She played Moose on Pepper Ann. I love Pepper Ann. Ashley Spinelli on Recess, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. I love Recess. King of the Hill, she's obviously Bobby Hill and Clark Peters. 
she was she was in um the wacky adventures of ronald mcdonald she played mcnugget one in six episodes <laughs> uh those were the direct to video um my sister had one actually uh she was in godzilla the series in one episode uh she was rusty and big guy and rusty the boy robot um that's a frank miller book big guy and rusty hmm um <laughs> the oblongs was a good show that was will ferrell was in that remember that oh yeah oh, shit when was she was the Debbie's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Lloyd I watched in, it. Lloyd in Space, another one I like. She was Zoid. <clears throat> uh yeah, she's got a she's got a big, big uh big career there. But she was in she's a she was a friend of Louis, so she was in a lot of Louis. Louis shows. Um, anyway, we were talking about a beer can named Desire, where the first appearance of one of the greatest like minor characters that was so popular they brought him back, Bill's cousin Gilbert. It's pr- spelled Gilbert. G- hey Gilbert, it's <laughs> it's Gilbert. Hey Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert Fontaine de la Tour del Dotrive. He is the cousin's. Um, and, um, his aunt played by Meryl Streep in this episode and his three female cousins, uh, two by blood, uh, I'm sorry, one by blood, two by marriage, all played by the chicks formerly known as the Dixie chicks in the show. Um, and Hank drinking an Alamo beer wins a trip to New Orleans Alamo dome or the Superdome to, Throw a ball, a football, through a aluminum Alamo beer can or have Dandy Don Meredith do it for him. If he throws it, he wins a million. If Dandy Don throws it and gets it in, he wins 100000 So that's the big episode. And uh, uh, they want to stop in New Orleans to meet Bill's family. And Peggy's very insistent on uh, Bill. One of the two of these women are your cousin by marriage. They're fair game. One of them is your cousin by blood <laughs> do you know which he's like do you know which one she's like no so you shouldn't do any of them he's like i'm taking my chances and they all try to sleep with him it's hysterical and they're all in the room and uh like gilbert is like laying on the the, the bench and he announces which one's his cousin and he's like gilbert how long have you been there and he's like 34 years <laughs> um the Bobby stuff with dressing like a, the he's, he, he's already dressing like the boy from the paint cans, <laughs> and fighting with Dan Don. Well, if if and buts were uh, candies and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Um, I practice uh, with my jacket on, hoss. Gets cold down in wherever the fuck he is, Louisiana. <laughs> Good episode and a great meeting, Gilbert. Gilbert, Gilbert comes back. In a Blood and Sauce, a later season episode, where uh, Bill wants to have a family reunion and makes his family's barbecue recipe 
uh, but none of his family show up but Jill Bear. Uh, and then Hank eats it, and he has Mr. Strickland and a bunch of investors, and they want to sell his sauce, and Jill Bear won't let him. Uh, but he's doing a small periodical of uh, of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good episode and great introduction until Jill Bear. It's another one I'd recommend. It's called uh, Beer Can Named Desire. Squeezer, your next pick. Have you been sleeping, Dale? You got kind of that county fair smell. Check it out. It's finally making sense. Oswald, mower, grassy, no, eh? That photo doesn't even look real, Dale. <laughs> well, I'd like to live in your fairy tale world, Hank, but the fair play for Cuba committee is retrofitting my mower's engine to power Fidel Castro's one-man escape sub. Huh. Dale, why don't you relax? Have a beer. No beer? Gotta stay sharp. Gotta stay sharp. <laughs> <clears throat> there are no Cubans. There are no robots. There are no Cubans. Yeah, man, I tell you what, man, like that dang old Margo Kidder, man. Margo Kidder. <laughs> Margo Kidder. <clears throat> Um, oh, fuck. I, I talked over that. God. Dang old Margo Kidder. Fucking line. Played Lois Lane in the Superman movies. And yeah. Fucking and she uh, had some uh, nervous breakdown. Emotional and ner she had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, me? Uh, that's n of all the things they make light to, of in this episode, it's the, probably the least offensive. Yeah. Shout out uh, to Kale, uh, who's listening right now. He said, Dylan, play the King uh, of the Hill intro. Uh, not to mention the University of Texas, you know, shoot mass shooting. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the whole third act. Um, this is by far this is my favorite episode. Uh, Dogdale Afternoon. It's a season three, episode twenty, and this is uh Dale borrows Hank's mower. Mower, despite the fact that Hank doesn't want him to borrow it because he knows what's going to happen. And, uh, but he lets him do it just, and the best is him measuring the gas yeah. before he lets him have it. And he it. doesn't do it with a shillelagh either. <laughs> He's like a little wand, marks it off. Um, until he sees Dale driving it through the, uh, drive through, the drive through. And then <clears throat> it runs out of gas past the gas station. And then the best is when Bobby's like, what's it say? And Hank has to cover up because someone wrote wash me in it. Yeah. And he's just that embarrassed. Uh, so now Dale is not allowed to use Hank's mower. Uh, you're, you're going Boonhauer's, over one of the best parts. That? He tried to put gas in it. Oh, yes. Sorry. He tries to put my, my favorite part and this is my favorite Billism ever. And look, I love Bill and Bill is great, but Bill as a background character just doing Bill things or just being there for a punchline is Bill at his best. And it's my favorite part of the episode. And it's as Hank's trying to figure out what is in the gas tank because he even warns Dale, asked him, he's like, hey, don't put water in it this time. <laughs> but he didn't put water in it. And so Bill is trying to siphon the gas out. And you think he's just siphoning it out. Until he gets a little in his mouth, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's soda pop. And then, like, Hank starts yelling at Dale, and he's like, it's not. And, and Bill then confirms, like, it's Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb. And then <clears throat> The Hank fact that he just, knows Mr. Pibb. 
from Dr. Pepper. That's impressive. Yes, <laughs> that's impressive. Um, because you, if you tasted, if if it was Mr. Pibb and you drank it, you would say it's Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Especially if it was at a the gas tank. But so then you just see Hank chewing out Dale. He's pissed off. But the whole time, Bill is behind him sucking a straw and just drinking Mr. Pibb <laughs> out of the gas tank. <laughs> it's the best part of the episode. Uh, and uh, it it's Dale completely going off at the deep end, cracking. Um, and well, because Dale no gets thanks. a new mower, a mason. Yes, and they the steal mason. It. That's what I was looking for. So he gets dressed, and you know I like the um, when he's singing the song to himself in the mirror. <laughs> he's singing, singing the song, getting out of the shower, singing himself in the mirror, and he's got all all the. Now, all the merch. Dale normally wears a tribute to Allentown, Pennsylvania with the Mack Truck hat. Mack Trucks yes. is an Allentown, Pennsylvania yes. company. Represent. But, <clears throat> my dad worked there. Yeah. But in this yeah. episode, he wears Weldon a- clutches. Oh. He wears a mason, uh, a green mason hat. And a yeah. Mason well, he also buckle. has, and I was looking for uh, a mason belt buckle. Yeah. You know, like the the metal clasp, brass clasp kind that I have. Yes, it's adjustable. Yeah. <clears throat> Looks like a seatbelt. Um, it's a boy. It's an old school Boy Scout belt. That's what we used to wear. Hmm. Um, but I was I was looking for that on. If you look up Mason belt buckle, though, even if you type in King of the Hill, you get a bunch of. Uh, uh, Is Mason a real brand things? of mowers? In the show, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in real, it, it, in no. real life, no. Oh, I wondered you were googling, and I was like, "What?" No, I, I was I wasn't sure if like someone on Etsy made a bunch of oh, belts. Okay. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I can do that too." So I'm looking at that. Um, wouldn't be hard. Uh, I also love he is, he is the the floor mat and everything. Oh, it's fantastic! But he becomes a total dick and uh, rub it in all their faces. And Hank's had enough, so they steal the mower. As a little prank and to teach him a lesson. And, of course, Dale immediately assumes that it's a grand conspiracy. Well, they start they start teasing him with the conspiracy. They leave a yes. picture of... Uh, oh, that's, and yeah. Bill's ass is on the one. They were going to... Uh, Pe- Peggy photos No, Peggy photoshops the picture to be like JFK on it or something. Uh, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's where... Um, because Bobby's asking, because Bobby finds it in the garage, and he's, like, calling out Hank, like, Kate, hey, why is this in there? And then Peggy tells Bobby to leave, and it's set up, like, if you didn't know, you would think, oh, she's going to yell at Hank, like, how could you do this to your friend? But if you know Peggy, she immediately flips it into, how can we make this mean and go overboard? And that's where she comes up with the idea of photoshopping Lee Harvey Oswald on it. And then that involves the Cubans, which then Hank has to tell Dale there are no robots, there are no Cubans, which Dale replies, then explain Desi Arnaz. It's such, it got, there's, this is such a damn good episode. And then Dale's just doing Then explain Desi Arnaz. One of my favorite Dale lines, and I say it to Enchantress all the time, is when he, he, he has a retort and he goes, ha! That's going to my giant book of so theirs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But then when uh, he's at the standoff and Hank goes up there and he's trying to talk Dale down and the cops are on the megaphone trying to talk Hank into moving so they can get a clear shot. Mm -hmm. It's like, can you take one step to your left so we can put the you know what through his through you know who and just shit like that. And like, Mr. Hill, you dropped something. (laughs) Don't you want to bend over and pick it up? Have Bobby Hill take the shot. At least I'll put me down clean. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bobby goes to reach for, the, for gun. the gun. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, but this is Dogdale Afternoon. It's uh, my favorite King of the Hill episode. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm a giggly mess about it. And uh, I hope you are too. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Good one. Oh, and <laughs> the stuff with Nancy... <laughs> Um, when she says she doesn't get why they'd pull a trick on him, he's pretty believable. Oh, well, that, but, um, when, um, Redcorn is like sneaking in the window and he sets off the tripwire. All right. Because he goes, you're going after so my different... mower. He's getting he there and he goes... massage my wife. He's taking <laughs> he the fun out of this. He doesn't make this fun anymore. He's taking the fun out of this. I think. Taking the fun out of this, yeah. He's taking the fun out um, of this. But but and then he's sitting there in his underwear, and Nan- he's got a monitor outside his door. He's like, "Let me buzz you in, buzz." buzz. <laughs> and she walks down. She's like, "You should really go to bed. You got to work tomorrow." He's like, "What is it? Four a.m., five a.m.?" She's like, six. Six a.m. No. It's <laughs> like, is dinner ready? <laughs> Pull me up some Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh yes. He says uh, that. Is that the episode he says that in? <laughs> What's that? Is that the episode he says, boil me up some Mountain Dew? Yes, yeah, <laughs> boil me up some Mountain Dew. Yeah. And then Hank, and then spoilers, Hank night. gets shot. <laughs> he's like, you were a boopoo vest. You thought I was going to kill you. And he's like, well, maybe. He's like, you know, I would if I did. I would have killed, killed myself, too. Myself. He's like, I know. <laughs> uh, that that's, that's, I think that, I like to think that's you and me uh-huh. in, a, in uh-huh. a nutshell. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, here's another great episode. I noticed your woman didn't stand by you tonight. You asked me, she made a damn fool out of you. She took your El Camino and your two little teeny tiny marbles with her. You want to see my marbles? I'll show you my marbles. You want to go? Let's go. We fight! That was good. Real good. Uh, I'm looking up the country star does Elvin. It's, uh... Fuck. I just saw him on, uh... Triple D. Trace Atkins. I'm sorry. So this is the first... Introduction of Lucky, too, played by Tom Petty, <clears throat> who later becomes a series regular. They had Luann. I slipped on pee and got me a settlement of $56,000. Bought this here truck, and I don't have to work another day in my life. <laughs> uh, so, Elvin, um, Con's having a bad day. Uh, Con Jr. can't get into the math camp. 
because she's too normal, too Asian. She doesn't have a hook. And he's like, what's that not hook? <laughs> and he's driving in the work and he's trying to fill up in gas and the boss yelling to be late and dock his pay. And he meets Elvin and Elvin convinces him to trade in his Hyundai with the broken mirror for an El Camino. We straight up cash, cash money. Um, and he starts just becoming a redneck and quitting his job. And he convinces men to be a redneck with him because he's like, what's the use of working hard? We still can't get anything. Um, great episode. There's a great premise with, uh, um, what the fuck? Possum quesadillas and, uh, cat fist in with stank bite. And getting the new Trace Atkins CD and Min's like, if you throw that brick, if that brick goes through that window, I'm going home. That's when she, he says, you old lady really took your marbles away. That's what that led to that scene. And they go stick in and Hank comes down and gets him back and they get bills paid. And, um, but Connie gets into the math camp then by, you know, her dad being a redneck. (laughs) Great episode, great lines, but the El Camino, she's so cherry. Um, uh, the introduction of Khan as like a foil to them was just fantastic. Yeah, Khan was always great in episodes. Like, like goddamn hillbillies. There's one. I, I. Oh, you're not talking. Bobby goes nuts. Uh, no. Okay, so, and Bobby goes nuts when he's going. That's my purse. I don't know you. And he kicks Hank in the nuts because he's trying I, to it, take his it game. It was more. on the short list. Yeah. So um, one of the great scenes is at the end, Hank's trying to chase him around saying, Dale, or, I'm sorry, Khan convinces Bobby that he's now the man of the house because he took down his dad. He should do what he wants. So he's banned from video games, but he's playing his Game Boy. And Hank's like, that sounds like a video game. That's a Game Boy. Give it to me. And he's like, no, just let me finish this game. And Hank can't catch him because he kicked him in his fellas. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, so Peggy, Peggy goes in and <laughs> she's like, she goes to tackle him and he kicks her in the crotch and she goes, I, I am a woman and don't have testicles. And Khan yells over the fence. She lying. Finish her. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Oh yeah. But yes, Elvin, Mud Dauber and Lucky, um, The, they stay in the uh, the show for a while. They become part of uh, John Redcord's band, Big Mountain Fudge Cake, which uh, uh, Dale manages. Big Mountain Fudge Cake. I got a hole in my pocket where my money should go. <laughs> I love that show. Um, but that's it. Right now, I got Rennie straight. Here's your last pick, Squeezy. Well, that ought to hold her. You know, the most important thing you can have on a camper is a good butane regulator. And this here's the best one they make. I sure hope we can get that fridge fixed. Now, Marcy, we've been planning and saving up for this trip our whole lives, and we're going to go come yeah, hell or high water. Yeah. What in the hell is that? Uh, must be them damn buzzard hawks. 
<laughs> hey, what the hell's going on here? They're here to fix the TV, Tom. What? The TV ain't broken. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You two look kind of familiar. Ain't you them kids that have been whacking off in my tool shed? <laughs> whacking off in my uh, tool shed? <clears throat> Tom Anderson. So, <laughs> I find it funny because I was like, ah, you know what? I'll, like, it just popped in my head. I'll talk about Anderson because it's so clearly the precursor to Hank. Um, and according to some stuff I read, all I can't find like the official quote was that Judge had originally intended for Tom to be Hank's father. Oh. But then Fox said no because it's Fox and MTV is Viacom and they didn't want to tie the whole things together. I think it worked out for the best because Cotton's such a great character. Yeah. And they would be, it would be too simple, too similar. He's like you know, Ocean. Like, the, the clash of those two is what really makes the relationship. Right. Um, because Tom Anderson basically is Hank Hill, and Hank Hill is Tom Anderson. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I actually, <laughs> I, I had to laugh too, because I haven't watched Beavis and Butthead, and particularly Beavis and Butthead Do America, in forever. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw it. But when I did watch it, I had it on the VHS. I taped it off of something, made a copy of it, and I watched it ad nauseum. It was always on in the background. Mm -hmm. My parents fucking hated it. My dad uh, took me to see it in the theater. No shit. Mm -hmm. Of course he did. Did he go because he wanted to go or because he knew you wanted to go see it? He said he'd take me. And then we saw the trailer for uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts beforehand. It was at the. It was only playing at the Eric locally. Just downtown Allentown. Oh yeah, yeah. That's... It wasn't playing any like now. Movies play everywhere. Back then, that was the one on Tillman Street, right? The Eric. Yeah. No, it was the one across from the prison. Oh, that became the. That became the Universal Cinema, right? Was it Universal? I think. No, it was uh, United Artists. United Artists, right? Yeah. But it was the it was called the Eric, but it was United Artists. Yeah. Eric. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's where I saw. Uh, Dirty, Dirty work, work. Right yes. Before it closed, yes. Um, yeah, nothing like a movie theater in a, across from a prison. You just mm -hmm. assuming everyone in there is in an orange jumpsuit because they mm -hmm. snuck out there on their way across the river. Not that that's gonna get them freedom, but still. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom Anderson, the precursor to Hank Hill, and you'd like to think that. Hank would deal with Beavis and Butthead like the exact same way too. Uh, almost. Hank wouldn't be as oblivious as, as he, Tom Anderson. He, he wouldn't be as oblivious, but he would still be like kind of taken aback. Like I, he wouldn't be oblivious, but he wouldn't know how to handle them because they are so far out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's funny too because then I went on and I was just like pulling up whatever I could find about it. And the amount of people that start conversations on either Reddit or a message board or whatever, saying like they discovered uh, a Hank Hill cameo in this Beavis and Butthead episode. Hmm. Like they watched one episode of Beavis and Butthead and it's like, hey, they, they put Hank Hill was in this episode. It's like, no, that's Tom Anderson. They're, they're, and he's if a they're recurring on Reddit, character. there's a good chance they're trying to troll people. 
Uh, it could be, or they're just dumb kids. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I didn't bite. I'm like, ah, oh, you're cute. But it, it definitely did set off a firestorm. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Mm. They won. They gaslit them. Mm, sure. And that's how we bring it full circle. Uh, all right. Are we all done? Uh, no, because you have a pick. I mean, that's what I mean. Are you done here? I got one. Oh, more. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I got this is a two parter here, so I gotta, just, I gotta get my second part ready. Carl, give me a plate of kippers and onions. I don't know, Bobby. Don't you think you've had enough? Well, I'll tell you when I've had enough. Hey, aren't you kidney boy? No, sir, I'm not. Kidney boy is gone for good. Kidney boy died. He's gone. What's up, Marlon High? Uh, I just got some terrible news. This next song is dedicated to the memory of Kidney Boy. Oh, poor Kidney Boy. Ah, uh, Kidney Boy and Hamster Girl, a love story. There's the two great things. This this episode feels like it goes on forever. They pack so much into this episode. It starts with Bobby like running away from um, <clears throat> bullies by going through the high school parking lot, and he can't get his bike. So he the the security guard tells him to go in, and he realizes they have like a Taco Bell in the in the KFC or whatever they Taco Bueno or whatever they call it in the cafeteria and he loves it and he's going back uh and then he's in the bathroom and a bunch of seniors see him and he says no he's a senior too but he has a kidney condition that's why he hasn't grown so they call him kidney boy and he starts hanging out um oh shit i just realized i com- i completely crossed up two episodes oh uh-huh. i'll tell you when i had enough is when Bobby's eating the the New York deli foods and he gets gout. But they both involve a dance. <laughs> it's called uh, Love Hurts and... Um, hold on. It's like Love Hurts. I'm an idiot. I just realized I was confu- confusing... Uh, anyway, uh, but this one, um, so Bobby starts hanging out with, uh, the seniors and, uh, Dale makes a portable bathroom cause th- Hank won't let Bill use his bathroom to go number two. So, <laughs> uh, Dale makes a porta gribble, which is a porta john that he like infuses with all sorts of upgrades on his trailer and he charges a dollar gets you entry fee. <laughs> um, and like one of the pranks to get no doubt to come to the school is stuffing as many kids into the porta john as possible, and it loosens the integrity. And finally, like Hank can't use his own because Luann's crying in it, so he uses the porta gribble and he goes to sit down, and all the the rivets give out, and it opens, and like, hey, he's a squatter. 
because <laughs> she's like squatting to sit down over the toilet. Um, but uh, uh, they call um, Connie Hamster Girl because they said she had a little hamster tail, and they took her off with a compound B or something. Um, so it's Kidney Boy and Hamster Girl, and no doubt makes a cameo in the episode playing the music. And the, it's Arlen Heist trying to beat another high school to get No Doubt to play at their prom. And, um, yeah. But the ep- the other episode is uh, Bobby's eating all, like, the capers and onions, and he gets gout, and he's like, oh, that's ghoul food. <laughs> like chicken livers and shit. And uh, he's like, don't you think you had enough? I'll tell you when I had enough. And Connie's upset because she wants him to go to the dance, but he gets a Razzie and a gout, and he makes his his gout toe into a puppet. La Madame. <laughs> She's like, "You'd rather eat this this deli food than get better and go to the prom with me." And um, uh, he tells Hank when he's down eating all this deli food, he's playing football, and Hank thinks he has turf toe, so they go to see a sports medicine, and they're making fun of the kids with tennis elbow. And meanwhile, Bobby is gout. Good stuff. Good show. The show gets funnier the older you get because you get more of the jokes. If you have who. There's so much that went over my head when I watched it when I was, you know, 15, 16, and stupid. Yeah. If you have Hulu, uh, do yourself a favor and go back and. Uh, watch King of the Hill, and it's a it's a great watch. A lot of fun, a lot of funny, good good old fashioned. That's uh, not like Simpsons where it had a bad season. They're all good. One's kind of shaky because they're getting their footing in their animation, but mm-hmm. after that, it just picks up and it just keeps getting better and better from tip to tail. There's not a, there's, it's not bad. They knew you know, and if they reboot it, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think that's it. We uh, I don't know if we got any reviews because you guys don't love us. No, nope. uh, hate us. Nor shall, no should you. Um, no, it's all right. It's all right. We do everything for you. Okay. We take time out of our day to do the show. We ask for one thing in return. You can't even give us that, but that's fine. We're used to disappointment. I mean, we deliver it ourselves every week. That's true. Um. But yeah, next week, what do we got for the people, Squeezer? Oh, we are doing a show about my pop filter is blocking my face, so I can't pull up my phone. Not that I need to look at my phone, because I just got it. I'm telling you, why won't that... Uh, the Mall Show 3! The Mall Show 3 <laughs> is coming up next. Then the Snake Show... Then we celebrate Easter by talking retro Easter baskets. I don't know if we're going to have enough to make a show out of that, but we'll try. On 420, which really 421, we're talking retro marijuana and movies and TV shows. <laughs> we're going to The Simpsons again in uh, 427. School field trips on May 4th. Uh, going back to the arcade on May 11th. TV season finales on May 18th. Retro fast food and restaurants on May 25th. And June 1st, CDs and tapes we had as a kid and to celebrate Jurassic uh, World Dominion, we are talking more Jurassic Park on but, June 8th. Shit. I was just about to tell you, say that, but that's not out till summer. And uh, uh, but that, is, that takes us to the summer. We're getting there. Summer. 
Jeez. Yeah, we only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows till. Well, that's a lot of shows. Nine shows till Memorial Day. So that's we're still we're still ways out, Squeezer. I also I I learned that there is actually like a certain group of science, like not climatologists. I forgot what the how they what they consider themselves, but like what they call seasons. Like, you know how, like, our seasons are weird and stupid? Like, technically, winter doesn't start until basically Christmas. Right. Even though it's been cold as fuck for, like, a month. Right. But, like, they go by, like, weathered patterns, and then they group it by months. Yes. And they do it just right. Like, winter to them is November, December, or December, January, February. Spring is March, April, May. Summer is June, July, August, and fall is September, October, November. Yes. Can we just do that and get rid of, like, oh... Spring is in fucking April, whatever. The, the meteorological spring, it's called. Yeah. The, yeah, meteor. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Let's just. Can we just do that and be done with it? If we're while we're, can they just? I, I'm not all for like fattening up bills. I I like that one page bill bill that went nowhere. But like, attach it to the daylight savings time bill. Yeah. Yeah, and like what well, just. It's called the simplify shit bill. And we just... Daylight savings goes away. Seasons go by three-month intervals. And we go to the metric system. <laughs> All right. That's where I'm putting my foot down. I Don't take my pints and quarts from me, you fucking British heathen. <laughs> fucking my... I go, I go by miles, not kilometers. And we're gonna start driving on the other side of the road. Fuck That's that. Also <laughs> I didn't know where they just switched that. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Only in America. All it, right, it everybody. Goes into, it goes into effect Tuesday. Right. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week for more Ad Years podcast. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.